1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity Murder podcast. I am Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. What up? Folks, I feel like I am the jinx of all jinxes when it comes to weather. It was just not any more than seven days ago I said, you know, man, I think we can get like a mild summer. I, like It's just been so nice. I think that global warming must be affecting... The temperature here, it's been 70 degrees some days and 75 and just beautiful days. We got 82 degree days and not, like I said, not a week after those words came out of my mouth. We've been hit with cold orange heat. It has been scorching for the last few days, but we made it through the week and we're trying to start another week. And hopefully Mother Nature or whatever you believe in takes it easy on us. Fran, how have you been doing, man? I know you had the week off, so you didn't have to deal with it in a professional capacity. Right,
0: right. Yeah, I just got back. We got back Thursday night um, from vacation. It was great. Um, From the ocean city of the
1: Carolinas, Myrtle
0: Beach. Myrtle Beach, uh, South Carolina. Whoever posted that, um, I think that was false. I love Myrtle Beach. It was nice. I actually would probably stay down there. You would... no, you I wouldn't would get a condo. No, <laughs> I wouldn't. I would, but it would be it would, it would be a yearly thing. No, I would go down there. Yeah, every for year sure. sure. Get timeshare. You you would yeah. you would timeshare it, it. It was I had a great sure. time. Um, one day it was one day out there it was super hot, super hot. So we was like we went out, looked at some alligators and whatnot. They have alligators there? Oh,
1: yeah, like in a in a, in a in a in a like a zoo? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought um, you just meant
0: like free range. No, 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 gators. no. Gators. No. no, no. I had a whole bunch of alligators, and then we was like, yeah, we gotta we gonna go back in a. Back to the hotel. And, it's too hot. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: No. No. It's yeah. uh, when it's hot on recreational activities. Yeah. That's when it's really hot. Like, yeah. it's too hot yeah, for it's
0: fun. Too hot. It's too hot. Uh. So then we went back. But other than that, we had a great time. It was very fun. The drive sucks. I'm not into um long, long drives. Gosh, yeah. But other than that, I had a, we had a great time.
1: I drove. Time. To, I drove to Nashville a couple years ago. It was rough. Nashville, Tennessee. Tennessee. Eleven hours. Fuck that. Eleven hours straight. No, mm. no, no breaks. No hotel. Stopping. Just get there. Um, Nashville's a great town. Mm-hmm. I will be flying next time, or I won't go. Those yeah. are the only two. I like. If it's, <laughs> yeah, I'm either flying there, or uh, I will never go to Nashville right. again. I'm. I, I can't do that drive again. That's insane. But for me, I was working uh, this week. It was not fun. That it's something about. This is gonna sound stupid, I guess, because I guess it's just like weather. But that like high noon is a real thing, like around one, like twelve to two. That's like the hottest part of the day. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It is. It mm-hmm. is different. It's different, man. Mm-hmm. And we live in a state of humidity. Yeah. You know, I, I I'm sure like Georgia can relate. The whole DMV area can relate. I lived in Vegas, so Vegas can't relate. Vegas is it's a difference. That humidity is a it's, it's a, different. I can do Vegas heat. It's a dry heat. It's almost like being in an oven. So it's like your whole body's hot. But something about that humidity, it's like. The heat is like right on your forehead yeah. and it, and you feel sticky and everything, you know, whereas Vegas and, you know, Arizona and California's just, you know, perfect weather wise. But like Vegas and Arizona are deserts. So it's you feel it in your lungs mm. and it's just kind of like a full body warmth where yeah. that, that, that humidity is like your elbows hot and your yeah. wrist is hot. Like it's just hitting points. Because you hear people talk about the weather in California
0: and whatnot. And I mean, you because people live out there and they get used to it. So yeah. People have hoodies on. Yeah. Um and it's like, you know, I don't people say, I don't know what a cloud is. I live in California, I don't
1: I, I don't see clouds that much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I mean it really like, is. I mean it's a coastal yeah. it's a it's a coastal state. You yeah. know, like every every part of the state for the most part is catching a breeze off the off the water. So it really is like eighty five degrees all year round. Yeah. And then, but when they say that and
0: mm-hmm. it's like and then me being from the East Coast in Baltimore, you say, I mean, isn't that I mean it's hot every day, but then when you talk about humidity, it's like it's, it's a totally different... It's a totally different ballgame. Yeah, man. I don't know how humid is it is like, in California. It's insane. But here, man. it's gross, It's man. like, it could be... But it could be 75 degrees here and humidity be at 90, 90 plus. Yeah. It's like, damn, what the... F-
1: what disgusting. the
0: disgusting. And like, I still don't understand whether no as joke. far
1: as the, um, the heat index, like the, it feels like. Yeah. I still don't understand that it's 90 degrees, but, but it, it feels feel like. like 115 degrees. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but it is real. Yeah, Because I'll be like, 90 degrees in Vegas... It's not a bad day at all. It's like I, right. you know, I put some shorts I on or whatever. But when it's ninety degrees here, it just feels like we don't. You shouldn't be outside. Right. They need to Stay call an house. emergency, state of emergency or something. This is people shouldn't be in this. It yeah. feels like it's one hundred and twenty degrees outside. It's insane. But you know, we made it through. Another week has come, and we're gonna try to kick things off in a good way with these good vibes. But before we get into the good vibes, I need to touch on the insanity that's come out this week. Uh this story has been making its round. Charlemagne gave the state of Alabama Donkey of the Day. I know we have some listeners in Alabama, look, man, I'm sorry. I know you know people ha people wanna have love for their hometowns and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Alabama's having the worst 2019 of, of all time. Really just scratched them off my list. I, I, I never really had any intention of visiting Alabama. Now it's like just Alabama does it. Alabama who? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just Alabama shakes. And that's it, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, this young woman, 27 years old, Marshay Jones, was shot in the stomach last year in an altercation that, if we're divulging all the facts, she started the altercation, which I guess is the reason that all this nonsense happened. But Marshay Jones was shot in the stomach and due to the gunshot wound, she miscarried her child. She was pregnant at the time. And the woman who she got in a fight with got off with self-defense and the jury charged Marche Jones with manslaughter because she fought being pregnant and started a fight that ended up having a baby killed mm-hmm. that is one of the most disgusting things I had hoped when I heard the story I kind of you know you just get the headline and I had hoped it was it must, it must be something more to it because if not that's just evil mm-hmm. to to I have to assume that she was pregnant, she was going to have the child. Mm-hmm. So to topple on, you know, put on top of that woman's grief that, oh, it is, it's 100, she already feels responsible. Right. But now in the eyes of the law, we're saying it's 100% your fault and you possibly can go to jail mm-hmm. for killing your child for a stupid, you know, you, you, you lose your emotions or whatever and you get into a fight and now you're being charged with murdering your child. For what was uh, I don't know? You shouldn't fight when you're pregnant, but it was she was
0: fighting somebody Yeah, but when you say that, was it wrong? Yes, but I get the logic behind why lawfully why they was like, you know, it's your fault because you're because they. I, I'm I'm guessing they're saying I mean you're pregnant, so you you initiated Have the choice this fight to not
1: fight right?
0: Sure, I get that part, but I mean it's still you're not. But you can't hold that against somebody because they got into a fight and then it's dead. You know what I'm saying? If we're, if we're talking street-level
1: blame, yeah, I can go, okay. We shouldn't be fighting all that kind of right. stuff. But to take resources from the state government and have a trial, mm-hmm. and, and, and instead of it just being a grief thing, like, you did this, you got to live with this for the rest of your life. But you add on to it? To add on to it. Yeah. No, we're going to mm-hmm. bring you into trial. We're going to bring you before a jury. You're going to have to testify about the fight, and you're going to have to be potentially plead guilty to murdering your own child. Yeah. When that's not what happened. Right. She got in a fight. That was stupid. That was her fault for initiating a fight. But I don't think even though it's 2019, people are out here packing guns, when you get into a fight, I still think people don't assume that a gun's coming out. Mm-hmm. You think we're gonna fight, I'm gonna win, because everybody no, thinks that, and that then one. I'm gonna go about my business, you know? I'm assuming a gun gonna come out. If we're just talking and the guy's like okay, I'll be back. Then I, I'm like, okay, <laughs> well, let's close the tab and let's go because I don't know uh-huh. what he's coming back with. <clears throat> but if it's like, what, bitch? Huh? Mm-hmm. What? Huh? And now we're fighting? I'm not thinking, let me get out of this because a gun is about to come out. Mm-hmm. Now you're just kind of, adrenaline's going and all this kind of stuff. I, at the end of the day, um, I can see what, what you're saying as far as but I think more so you're agreeing with me, whereas yeah. Yes, I agree. You shouldn't be pregnant and fighting. Right. You put you, you, judgment, you put your yeah. child in harm's way right. by doing exactly. that. You have to live with that. But you say that, that accident be it. that accident happening that was that you caused, that was terrible decision making on your part. Mm. Period. If you want to charge do. her with assault of the woman, let's make it about that. But to tell the world on a, you know, on a national stage now. Oh yeah. This is how pro-life we are in Alabama. If two people get in a fight and the woman or the person is defending themselves and they shoot a person that's self-defense. You can have a gun in Alabama and shoot a person in self-defense, but if a child gets harmed, that's, you got to go to jail. You know? So it really is, it's these two kind of, it's the gun lobby, and the and the pro life pro choice war mm-hmm. kind of meeting each other it gets blurry this, at that point. Yeah, and the same mm-hmm. kind of thing because you know I, I don't think people should be pulling out guns if you're in a fight. Now, if you feel like you're in danger, hey, I I I can't I can't argue that. If you feel like your life is in danger and you pull a gun out, that's what they deem even, this to be. I don't be. even think it's be, I don't even think it's that. That's what they deemed it to be. Mm. That she shot this woman in self defense. But the fact that this has gone to Manslaughter of a child because you made a stupid. Dis- I just don't agree with it. I Was just, it video? Uh, Surprisingly, like no video. It probably is a video. I don't want to see a woman getting pregnant yeah, with Yeah, I mean, I just want to. Maybe that'll clear it up. Getting, a bit. She's gonna she's getting an ass whip. I would assume she had to be getting her ass whipped when she pulled the hammer out. Yeah. But you, that's the thing about people don't talk about in these discussions about these guns. When you got that hammer on you, you walk around with a little bit more, you yeah. know, swagger in your walk. You know, yeah.
0: you, you you're ready to pull it out. Can you are, are there gun laws? In South Carolina, you know,
1: are there gun laws? I oh, mean, like, I'm sure, carry-
0: I'm sure there are. Be- I mean, people, people carrying around guns like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty they, sure the Carolinas had, are pretty red. We had or, a which
1: one is which one is conservative. I'm sure the Carolinas like are gun. They oh, like okay. guns there. Because I <laughs> we had this little. Was oh, this fucking up your condo plans? You like no, no, no. <laughs> we was down. We was at a gas station. We was on our way back, and then
0: like this dude was like, it was like because you know how when you pull up to gas station, you have to wait behind a person, mm-hmm. and the dude kept blowing his horn. So I'm like, oh, is he? Alright Beep beep So open the door
1: like it's, it's just Yes
0: Beep beep And I'm like Do they carry go- guns around here Because I was about to go off on this dude Yeah I was like what Oh he Wait, was honking was, was about, It was at you Yeah I was about to get Flip him off and everything I was like you know what I'm not Yeah I, I don't recommend people that No that, matter what state. Right, you're
1: in Right people yeah, that yeah.
0: got You know that carry guns like that They feel like that Like that's you just that said got, that's, they how walk that around. Got, that's how that
1: kid got shot yeah, At the gas station they walk around with that That different attitude Yeah I don't even wanna I was like you know what That kid That's how that kid got murdered At that gas station pulled up bumping his music filling up his tank the guy turn that fucking music yeah. down what da da da, da, da. turn it into an altercation guy pulls the gun out that's crazy. shoots him that guy's in jail thankfully cuz you can't just have people even though there's a ton of them can't just have people that with that itchy trigger walking around just looking for an can't altercation tell, can't and, tell nothing no you know so you know but um i think that's a tragedy mm. uh i'm you know i, I don't know if the, i don't know if it's controversial i don't i really don't know but i am Hoping Marshay Jones is cleared of those charges. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you should be fighting while you're pregnant. But to she already has to live with the guilt of that. Yeah. She doesn't need to go to jail too. I just think that's that's overboard. But I also think that she is um, being used as a political prop because Alabama is so pro life and wants to ban that's abortion that they're gonna say this is how hard our stance is on pro life that if you even endanger a child while it's in your while it's in your body mm-hmm. cuz that's how they look at it when when a woman becomes pregnant she is no longer a person she is just a vessel for the human bit that's inside of mm-hmm. of of them. So, if you're endangering that human being, that human being has rights. And if you're endangering that person's life, they didn't choose to get in that fight. Mm. So, if that per- person dies, that's your fault. Mm. And that's the, that's the line in the sand that Alabama's drawing with with taking that woman to court and charging her with manslaughter. And I think mm. that's disgusting. But anyway, um you know, why fixate on the things we can't change, right? Uh I, I, I highly recommend anybody. I don't know where you stand. If you if you're if you're pro-life, if you're pro-choice, here's what I recommend that you do. Instead of getting involved in that fight back and forth all the time, what you should do is get involved in uh, political movements, social movements that make changes in a positive way to whatever side you're on. If you're pro-life, why don't you find some ways to get money into these inner-city communities that uh to fit to change the situations? Because the big argument is you know, everybody that's pro-life when these kids are born and there's no money to feed these kids because a 15 year old had it and, you know, and they end up in the system. Let's try to change those systems. Let's not make, let's try to change, uh, you know, the foster care system. Let's make it less of a dangerous place and, uh, less, you know, traumatic for children. And if you're pro choice, find a way to get the money to, you know, these, uh, these, these organizations that promote uh, sex positivity and teach young girls about their bodies at young age and young boys about uh, protecting women and not being disrespectful to women at young ages. Let's take that energy instead of just going back. Cause I hate that the fight's never gonna, if you're pro life and you're pro choice, you're always going to think that a baby is a human being and don't kill it. Or a woman can do what they want with their body and it's never going to change. Mm-hmm. But if you take that energy and put it into something that can actually change a, the system around it, now you're making use of that. I just don't like wasted energy. And mm. that's all that is. That fight is just wasted energy. So try to move that energy somewhere else and shut the fuck up about it. Mm. You know, like if you're not out there being active and trying to make a change about something, just putting up comments about stuff. It's just a, it's just wasted energy. That's easier. It's, it is a lot easier. Mm. If you really feel strongly enough about it, that you're talking about it every day, put that energy into something. And if you are doing that, I commend you. But if you're just talking, stop talking and start walking. That's what I, I'm challenging anybody listening to this to do whatever it is this 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 situation if you don't like who who's running for president if you don't know if you don't like who's currently president get out on the street campaign for the person you want to win make take that energy and put it into something positive instead of just being negative all the time and just sulking and the world's doomed and all this kind of stuff i'm trying to make that change within myself because you know i'm tired of just uh being pessimistic and i want to take the energy And put it somewhere positive. Mm -hmm. So I'm just putting that out there. I'm challenging everybody to go do that. And with that being said, let's get into these good vibes.
0: That's
1: That's right, folks. Welcome to another Good Vibes segment. We're here to just bring a little positivity, a little light, a little energy into your life to get you out there and ready to change the world so Fran I'm gonna start things off and this week I have another story of a young man breaking these traditional heteronormatives down toppling that patriarchy one step at a time and saying hey man look we can go out and play football and basketball and all that kind of stuff too you know and and that's cool but you know something you know what I really like to do you know what my true passion is baking now let me get into this so This 13-year-old baker doesn't just serve up delicious treats to to paying customers. He also serves them up to the homeless and hungry people of Washington, D.C. That's right, a local boy. Since Michael Platt has always loved to bake, he decided to use his passion as a means of helping the less fortunate. So when he was 11 years old, he launched a baking business called Michael's Desserts. Not the most clever name, but I like the hustle. (laughs) The bakery runs runs on a one-for-one business model, similar to Tom's Shoes. For every pastry that the customer buys, Michael gives away one pastry to an underprivileged person. Hmm. Once or twice every month, Michael travels from his home in Bowie, Maryland, to D.C. so he can hand out dozens of baked treats to kids, adults, and families in domestic violence and homeless shelters. The team philanthropist also works with Washington, D.C.-based nonprofit No Kid Hungry in order to distribute his pastries. He said, I always wanted to have a purpose for what I do. It's all about helping people, not just having purpose for yourself, but thinking about how does this touch other things? And I always, one of the best things that I've heard um, is from a podcast that I just started recently listening to. Um, It's called Truth Be Told, and they had this really good episode about joy. And this woman who hosts the show, really intelligent woman, whose name is escaping me right now. I feel bad about it. I just started listening, so forgive me. But she had her like 92 year old grandmother on the podcast, and her grandmother said the difference between happiness and joy is happiness is a moment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's, it's it's a happiness is like a quick little moment, and joy is this fulfillment that you get in life that it, it, it's ever it's everlasting. And the she gets her joy from helping people. She thinks the most the most The most joy you can possibly get in life is being a servant to other people, you know, and just seeing how your energy went to another person and how that affected them. And I thought that was super dope. So that kid kind of has the same philosophy. So Michael says he mostly fills the pastry orders for people in the D.C. area, but he also made out he also has made out of state shipments as well. And if you want to check out some of Michael's creations or place an order, you can visit his website, which is very clean. It's called michaelsdesserts.com. Like I said, not the most creative name, but the website is very creative. And he's on there looking fly. He's got the uh, Bronnie James haircut, with, you know, the, the cruddy with the blonde tips. Oh, okay. You know, mm-hmm. those kids, man, the confidence, man. These kids, I could never take a dye box to my hair <laughs> when I was 14 years old. I would never have the confidence. Red dreads and these kids are feeling themselves, man. That's
0: because it's different now.
1: That's why. That's what I mean. Breaking down those stereotypes. You don't just have to have waves. You can bake. You can bake, and you can have uh, green hair. And I
0: mean, you catching bars in high school is what I mean. Oh yeah, no. That's what I'm talking about. Is different.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you couldn't just roll up with uh, blonde spiked hair in 2006. That just wasn't. That just wasn't happening. No, you know, not here anyway. I I don't know about other (laughs) parts of the world and other parts of the country, but no, I would never. I would never do that. Also, his Instagram is um, he is a great curator of social media. Um, I I don't know if it's weird to tell people to go follow a 14-year-old kid on Instagram, but for the purpose of supporting his business, because he does let you know when his orders are coming out and when he, what he's doing for these nonprofits and everything like that, his Instagram is Michael's Desserts, and he's on there just giving thanks because his orders are starting to go through the roof, and people keep asking us if we have a Patreon. No, we don't. Uh, I'm expecting to launch it in October, but if you want to send us some Michael's uh, Desserts, um, and support his business, and also send us some delicious desserts. I fully, you know, I fully support that. You can send it to our PO box. I don't know the number offhand, but you know, if you would like to do that, you can hit us up. And if you want to make a donation, I guess it's not a donation. If you want to buy something from Michael's Desserts in our name and send us them, I, I fully support that. I, you know, I like desserts. And I like helping people who are in business for themselves. So that was my good vibes. Again, I just love stories about kids and especially young black boys who are not becoming victims of the stereotypes and heteronormative, you know, expectations of you got to be the biggest, strongest football player or you got to play basketball or you can't be, you know, uh, into, quote unquote, girly things like baking or being a, a chef or any of these kind of things, doing what your heart desires and not trying to fit into a mold that mm. you've seen for all these years. So shout out to Michael Pratt, Michael Pratt, and I think that um, what you're doing is super. What is it dope. called Michael's what? Michael's desserts. Michael's desserts. Super straightforward, man. Okay. I think he's. I think he's just a super dope kid. He um, said something about his new his latest post on his Instagram was like the banana pudding cupcakes are sold out, and I was like, uh, I want those. <laughs> that sounds delicious. Uh-huh. So again, shout out to Michael's desserts. Shout out to Michael. Um, doing great things for the D.C. area homeless and um, abused children and and, and women and um, I love the strategy of I sell one I give one away for free mm-hmm. so shout out to Michael once again Michael's That's desserts cool. and that was my good vibes this yep. week so my good vibe
0: this week is about um, a very famous photo I'll show it to you in a second about a Nigerian boy who almost starved to death now thrives in school just one year later mm. so if I show you the picture
1: you'll actually you you'll be like oh I remember that so then I'll show it okay. to you after I read. Well, so, Nigerians are just very th- thriving people. Giannis yes. is Giannis is Nigerian.
0: He's Nigerian.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, he is. Oh, okay.
0: He's just from Greece. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> so on January thirtieth, uh, twenty sixteen, a <coughs> excuse me, a Danish aid worker named Anja Rigorin Lo- Lovin oh. came across a harrowing sight on the streets of Nigeria. So there. Uh, I'm guessing she is the founder of um, this humanitarian nonprofit organization mm-hmm. that are uh, fighting for children's rights. Good. Um, so she's the founder of that. She discovered a young boy named Hope. In a, oh. dire, in a dire situation, the starving child was certainly on the edge of death. Abandoned by his parents, the two-year-old was emaciated after fending for himself for eight months. Mm. I mean, she's two years old. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh just surviving on the streets for two months at two years old. Yes, uh, a fact, a fact captured in one heartbreaking photo. In it, Lovin is bending down to give her, to give him a bottle of water. So I mean, he was at the state where it was like, distended legs is, belly, legs are stupid, like really skinny. Yeah, and his belly is out. Hair. I mean, it's just it's 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 tough. It's a tough photo. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's the fi- the picture of her bending over, giving him a bottle of water and some snacks with a food she had. Mm-hmm. Um, So after the scene, she wrapped him in a blanket and took him to the nearest hospital. The road to recovery involved intensive medical treatments, but thanks to generous donations from people around the world, more than $1 million, Hope has since made an amazing recovery. Eight weeks after being found, he had gained weight Mm -hmm. and was smiling and making him nearly unrecognizable from the same boy just two months prior.
1: Right. It's a really cool name for a boy, too. Yep.
0: Hope has continued to move upward and onward from his rough start in life. Lovin recently posted an update almost a year to the day of him. I'm sorry. Um, so she posted the same picture year to day, uh, but he had, right, he had bright red pants on his time and a plaid shirt, and he was off to his first day of school. Nice. Yep. The two recreated their now famous photo, but the circumstances are totally different now. Hope lives in um, this city. I'm not even going to try to pronounce this. Okay. I'm in Nigeria. Um. An orphanage looking looking happy and healthy, surrounded by t- surrounded by people whom love and care for him. It's amazing what a difference this type of compassion makes. So this is the photo. That's the photo there. Oh, do wow. Re- re- yeah, I do, the I, yeah, I
1: do remember seeing that video, yep. that picture on and Twitter. And this wow. is the photo. Um together got
0: a whole bunch of photos on here. That's it now.
1: Oh, that's cool. Yep. That's really cool. Yep. That's really so cool. So I thought that was cool. Yep. I think that that kid is in line for a, uh, maybe not even exaggerated because he's so young, but maybe exaggerated uh, movie about his life. Because yep. his name is, the story's amazing. I could see San Diego. Especially, like, yeah,
0: especially if he grows up to be like some, a doctor yeah. or something. So something crazy. So let's hope,
1: let's hope, let's hope that. No Even though he's in an orphanage, let's hope that he, you know, uh, yeah, no, yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a, <laughs> a bar. Let's hope that, uh, hope, you know, maybe he gets adopted, you know, if he's in an orphanage and he ends up in a good home and makes something incredible out of his life. But he's already beat a lot of odds because yeah. it's not, I mean, it's a lot Two of kids. Two years old, too, it's a of, bro. It's a lot of kids on that continent not doing well at all, you know. I mean, I know I know that they like to depict Africa as this really, you know, war-torn, terrible mm continent and there's a lot of countries in Africa that are not doing well. There are a lot of countries in Africa that are incredibly beautiful, mm. but there are also a lot of countries in Africa that are being uh exploited by other countries and their people that are, you know, just trying to make ends meet. Yeah. There's a lot of political, you know, war going on in that, you know, in, in countries in Africa. So that stuff is real as well. And that kid even just surviving that chaos of being uh, orphaned for two months is amazing. And I'm calling that within the next three years, there will be something in the eyes of hope starring Sandra Bullock and one of the kids from Blackish or something like that. I don't know. I just think that that story, (laughs) that story is going to get to the right, right person or Mm -hmm. wrong person. I don't know. Some people don't like those white savior movies, Mm -hmm. but some of them are good. You know, like uh, I like Remember the Titans. Mm -hmm. I don't like Driving Miss Daisy. But sometimes it's, you know, uh, those movies where, you know, people come together, racial harmony, and we achieve a goal. Sometimes it's a good movie. It's right. not always, you don't always have to be like, oh, it's another movie where the white person comes and saves the people from, you know, racism. Sometimes those movies suck, but sometimes they're good. And good or bad, I could see this kid's name is Hope. I just could see that some some studio making that a movie yeah I, I'm, I'm just calling it now and i've been making predictions lately and i've been on the money i'm just saying keep an eye out for up with hope or you know in the arms of hope or mm-hmm. something like that coming 2024 i'm calling it put it <laughs> out there that's happening anyway uh so those are the good vibes what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break i'm gonna leave you guys to this new song ah, i heard excuse it, me you all right sorry <laughs> <My> <laughs> I thought you saw a ghost or something. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, this is X Marks the Spot by Karmic. And uh, um, listen to this. Feel some good energy. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some fucked up shit. So stick around.
0: I can see it down below like a treasure, find its glow. Diving deep it towards the core. Don't know what you in fall In the depths of your despair, that is where you'll find your end.
1: All right, and we are back. Fran, it is your turn to go first this week. Please, the floor is yours.
0: Cool. All right, uh, my affirmative murder this week is about Stephen Brine Pennell. Okay. Um, who is a, uh, he was from Delaware. Mm. Now, when I was doing some research on, you know, serial killers from Delaware, it's not a lot of them.
1: Mm-hmm. And well, the they ones, can't be mad about anything. They get no sales tax.
0: Yeah, true. But then they're not really even because it's just mostly like a lot of one-offs. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's just, you know. Some type of insurance thing, oh, some, kind of scam or or some type of love triangle. Yeah, so it wasn't it it wasn't a lot of them, but they come across this one. Um, so Delaware is generally considered a peaceful place to live. I've been there one time, I think it was to the beach. Other than that, I never spent you know
1: a large amount of time in Delaware. Well, I used to go to Firefly every year, but I was on that's drugs in Delaware, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It was oh, like I didn't the know that. Dover Speedway. Okay. Uh, and it was you're in a in the woods. I don't know anything about Delaware other than there's a road that has like a TGI Fridays and a uh you know one of those highway roads that is a bunch of gas stations and yeah. fast food places. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that we saw outside of Firefly because mm-hmm. we just were there for the festival. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, Delaware is cool. A bunch yeah. of drugs there and music. You know, Chavez Gambino was there. Delaware's great. Yeah, I mean, I've kn- I've been in one the- just for the beach. I mean, I know you hear about outlets and stuff. Oh yeah, I've been to, so, I've been to the beaches in yeah, Delaware, yes. So I
0: only been for, yeah, so but again they say we have great beaches, like I just said, um, rural farming towns and vibrant communities that tend to watch out for each other mm-hmm. in the nineteen eighties. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, things Though, things yeah. may have changed. A little bit. Yeah. Though <laughs> one small Delaware town lived through the nightmare of Delaware's first and only serial killer. Oh. Um it says, Do you remember the fi- the fear felt in Bay in Bear? 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 Yeah, bear.
1: So I'm guessing. um, Do we have any Delaware listeners?
0: I don't know. Oh, maybe they. Maybe they know something. It's such a small.
1: You know, it's like in between Pennsylvania and like here or something like that. So it's not. It's not very big. I'm sure there has to be somebody from Delaware that listens to this. Aubrey Plaza probably listens to this, or Joe Biden. Hmm. Maybe. Or the guy that invented Spanx, I think, is from Delaware. One of them probably listens. We got some pretty baller eyes uh, listeners. So one of them probably listens. It's cool. I doubt it,
0: but you know, whatever.
1: Um. From 1987 to 1988, the small town of
0: Bear, Delaware, was home to the unthinkable—the very first serial killer in our small, our small state's history. It began on a chilly November night when Shirley Ann Ellis was bringing a Thanksgiving dinner dinner platter to an AIDS patient oh. in Wilmington at Wilmington Hospital. She was she was hoping to hitchhike rather than walk the 14 mile journey. 14 miles. Mm. Oh, before I move on. I want to talk about I wanted to I meant to bring this up earlier When I was in Del, When I was in Not Delaware When I was in um, Myrtle Beach mm-hmm. I seen a lot of Women Walking mm-hmm. At like 10-11 o'clock Sure Beach town With headphones on I don't understand why Headphones Why do you why like do they, AirPods or like headphones Like Both Okay. Well, I don't think, I just don't think it's a think good. Be we don't, I mean, us as men don't have to worry about it. I mean, we brought this up a lot of times. We yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. Us going out for a walk, we're we not thinking about that. You're saying like but they should be aware should of their be, surroundings yeah, at 11 o'clock. At least at night. have one in. Sure. Or have someone speak. I don't know. I just don't, I just think when I see I was like,
1: oh, don't wear, it. I want to be but like, isn't that sad, take your headphones isn't off. Isn't that sad that that's your first thought? That a yeah, girl can't just, but I mean, they can't just listen to Heim and, and walk down the street? Like, at, girl, why aren't you aware of your surroundings while you're walking down the street? crazy. Sad. But I do I do agree. I want to be like, yeah. stop the car real quick. But also, you got to think also, maybe that's their way of deterring, deterring dudes from trying to hit on them. Because, you know, you can, I'm on the phone or I'm listening. You, you know, you see a headphones, you might not try to hit on a girl. It's all those. They got all those kind of tricks, man. Sierra used to wear a wedding ring when she was bartending. Like, it's, it's all kind of stuff you try to do to keep creepy ass dudes from trying to fucking bother you when you're just trying to go walk to Secrets uh, Bar and get a drink. Yeah.
0: But I just That It made me It's just When I see it it No I fully I
1: I fully understand But when I when I I agree with you Mm -hmm. But I also Have to go into myself And go That's sad that you even That you think about that You're like man What if somebody tries to Jump out of a car And kidnap you It's like why do you Have to think about that Why can't they just You know listen to The new Miley Cyrus Or whatever And walk down the street
0: I mean We've been doing this Podcast for a while And then you hear About all the crazy shit That go on Sure I'm, I'm like Always on holler now Yeah for sure Like yeah, no, I uh, think I'm just. I don't uh, trust anyone. <laughs> it's how I am now. But moving on. So yeah, so she was she was hoping for a hitchhike, um, rather than walk 14 mile her 14 mile journey. Mm. So a car pulled up, offered her a ride. Then and got in. She got in the car. Her body was found less than three hours later. The autopsy <sighs> The autopsy up- yep, up- revealed torture and mutilation. The small Newcastle county town was immediately on high alert. And then they got a picture of uh. They say many of us take the Route Forty or the Pulaski Highway in Newcastle County on a daily basis. Yeah. But in the late in the late nineteen eighties it became the focus of the investigation. Because that was like the hit, the the big long road. That was the big long road, and this dude' nickname was the Route Forty Killer or something. Oh or wow! Like that. Yep. Didn't even know Route Forty went that long. To be honest with you, I looked it up. I was like, "Geez, I didn't even
1: know it goes." Yeah, man, ninety five. I didn't go super long. You know, where you hear about some interstates that are in like the west coast mm-hmm. i think i think 95 goes super far i don't know how far mm-hmm. but it goes super far yeah. you know so yeah man 40 these interstates these yeah, all those that's kind of crazy. stuff Yeah, those routes yep route 66 is like goes across the whole country i might be wrong but <laughs> you, yeah I, I think that's a fact i think that's a fact uh-huh. i might be wrong but i think that's a route 66 is like spans the so country. you can just take it you probably one. have to do some curves and oh, stuff, okay. but like you are still technically on Route 66, even if you went a uh, all up a mountain and uh-huh. all kind of stuff, you're on Route 66. Hmm. You know, I I didn't fact check that, but I'm 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 confident. Some stuff I just feel very confident when I say. I'm not hearing your voice. Yeah, I feel confident in that one.
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, somebody correct you.
1: They will. Yeah, yeah if, uh, somebody will. Actually, um, it's not. It stops in um, Tennessee. Oh, okay. Fuck off. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I, was say, I was gonna say thank you, but that's what I meant.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, two other victims were then identified as being picked up along Route Forty in Bear, mm. and their bodies were later found tortured in the same way as Ellis. Oh wow. Work tools were identified as being used to mutilate the bodies. There were mm. um, there were no common links between the victims, but detectives were given one clue by the second body found. So blue carpets blue carpet fibers were found on both of the first victims oh I love this kind of shit um a strange clue indeed yeah so it was a it was a strange clue that they picked up from those two victims so Delaware Department of Justice got to work trying to identify the sources of these carpet fibers Mm. so an undercover policewoman um had been conducting an investigation along Route 40 Mm -hmm. posing as a prostitute ooh I think um maybe one or two of his victims were prostitutes commitment yeah um so one night she was approached by Stephen Pennell in mm-hmm. a blue Ford panel panel van, the same vehicle vehicle that was spotted picking up previous victims. The detective was able to, um, in some type of sneaky way, mm-hmm. get some of these fibers off the fit off the, the floor off the, car, off the floor, um, of the van's interior from the van's interior blue carpet before Pennell got suspicious. Mm-hmm. He's probably like, "What do I mean?" Yeah, what's I mean, what the fuck here? are you doing? Yeah, why
1: man? are you in my? Co- why do you have tweezers? <laughs> right. She got gloves on. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I dropped my uh, my gordita crunch wrap on your floor of your uh, van. Sorry about that.
0: <laughs> so he got suspicious that he sped off. He mm-hmm. probably left his door open, door yeah, pipeline open, sure. everything. So the fibers were found to match those on those on the victims. Mm-hmm. So Stephen was arrested November twenty eighth, nineteen twenty ninth, nineteen eighty eight. And convicted in November of 1987. Wait, what? Yeah. Whoa. Maybe that's flip it. Flip it. Yeah. He was arrested in November 29th, 1987. Was convicted in 1988. Okay. Um, for the murder of Shirley A. Ellis, and then in June of 1988, the murder of Catherine Catherine Demarro. Eventually, he pled no contest to the September of the September 1988 murders of Michelle and Kathleen. He was also sus- suspected of the August 1988 murder of Margaret Lynn Finner, though her body was found in such a decayed state that conclusive evidence was impossible to find. Oh wow. Um so Pennell was finally arrested, his van was searched and detectives found hair, blood, and the same brand of duct tape used on his victims. Oh, they man. also found his torture kit of pliers, handcuffs, needles, knives, and restraints. Oh. I mean, it's so as creepy as fuck. You have a whole toolbox, yeah. Just like in the corner, like that's my, that's, that's my, my murder, that's kit. my murder kid. Like, yeah, that's crazy. That's man. creepy as shit. So, um, Pennell defended himself in the Delaware Supreme Court and requested that he and requested that he be executed by lethal injection.
1: That's an extra level of crazy when you're like, I got this. Yeah, I don't need a lawyer. Yep.
0: He did deny his crimes, but requested an execution for the sake of his wife and family. Whom he did not want to burden by spending life in prison The execution okay. yeah, <laughs> The execution was carried out on March 14, 1992 On the grounds of Delaware Correctional Center in, in Smyrna. So Delaware hadn't executed a prisoner since 1946 But the state also had no criminals quite like Pennell In the years following Pennell's execution Delaware's stance on capital punishment softened and 16 other convicted murders were put to death at the Correctional Center. Oh, wow. And In two thousand six, in 2016, the Delaware Supreme Court ruled capital punishment unconstitutional, thus shutting down the program in the small state that had the third highest number of executions per capita. Oh,
1: wow. So they were getting busy in Delaware. Yep, yep. And they aren't even having even, you like you said, this was like one of the only serial killers, so they were killing people for, you know, one-off murders and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yep. Wow. Wow. Yep. Um, so executing luck- people. Yeah. Right. So luckily, most Delaware
0: towns are free of violent crimes like this, and it's easy to pick a safe place to live. I mean, I haven't even heard.
1: Of- it's a big presumption, no, you know. Yeah, but uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely haven't heard Delaware is not on the you know top 100 most dangerous cities in America list on those a state. But I just mean like Dover is not on the you know whereas Baltimore is the top five like every year. Delaware, I don't hear that very much. But also, right. like we, like you said, it's a very small state. Yeah, you know, it's not probably not a lot of people live in Delaware, so right. sure, it, you know, it's sure. pretty spaced out. You know, and small town. Yeah. So
0: they got, they had on this article, they got some link of the ten safest places, peaceful places to live in Delaware.
1: But they also say, but still, don't forget to lock your doors at night. For sure, those times are gone, man. Just uh, keeping your door unlocked and st- uh, That's that's not a thing anymore. Don't do that. No, no. So, yeah, that was my murder of Stephen Bryan Pennell. Stephen Bryan Pennell. Yeah, I never heard that one. That's, yeah. That's crazy, man. You, I love those little details of, you know, oh, we found a blue fiber on their, their clothes. And then you try to pinpoint it back to the, you know, the source. Mm-hmm. And it's like a carpet in a basement. Or, yeah. I love that kind of. Or it's a, ja- a special jacket or something something like that. Or they he wraps them in a sheet mm-hmm. and the fiber that they find on the clothes is from a sheet that he always takes off of them and brings back and I love that stuff. The dedication
0: of you you know impersonating a prostitute and then sitting out there waiting for him specifically to come
1: in that area is like. Trying to solve that case man. That's crazy. That's that's yeah that's 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 some Clarice uh, from Silence of the Lambs. And then you gotta keep your composure
0: then when he shows up it's like yeah
1: for sure. That's that's nuts. Gotta stay in character. Yeah. Fuck salute. Salute I'll be like uh, he's here. Yeah, no. I get. I don't want to be around him. You know, I I, I would carry that like uh, I still to this day. I love one of my favorite things to watch is to catch a predator highlights. Mm-hmm. And when those people come into the house, the person, the decoy, boy or girl, they're like, "Oh, I left something upstairs." As soon as they come in the house, they're like, "I'm out. I don't want them to try to touch me, uh, right. corner me." So as uh, soon as they walk in the house, have some cookies. I'll be right back. And yeah. then, hey, why don't you sit down? He comes right around the corner. Hey, why don't you I have, have seat? in a while? Oh, I love it so much. Hey, why don't you sit down and have a seat? He's cool, be, a cool little sheet of in paper. And
0: mid, mid-eating cookie lay.
1: He, like, oh, he, he might come around the corner and be like, oh, you have a sweet tooth, huh? Like He always says, <laughs> like, he might have a, like, a line. Ah, <laughs> oh, making lemons out of lemonade. He's like, oh, whoa, uh, I didn't know. I, I didn't know. <laughs> and they all immediately right. start getting defensive. So good. So creepy people, man. So many creepy people right. in the world. That show was too creepy to last on television because it really exposed, you know there's fucked up people in the world, but then you see a bunch of people like, Oh, I came here to have sex with a 13-year-old kid. And you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. That's dark. And there's some funny moments and stuff, but when you really boil it down to it, they had enough content that for every week, every Friday for like two years, Mm. they could show you seven people that came to fuck a child on on national television.
0: Has anybody ever been on that show and was like,
1: like admitted to like,
0: what's up? Like he comes out like, what's up? He eating, still eating? Oh, like is, oh, do everybody do all of them get I haven't no, seen they a all get, all of them get
1: defensive. They all get defensive. Okay. They all say this okay. is my first time. No, it's right. just statistically, it's a lie. Some of those people have probably raped children before. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. person is their first time. I've never done this before. Yeah, sure. I was just coming here to tell them that they shouldn't mess around on the internet. Right. You know, so it's just statistically, you're watching some people on that show that definitely have done this before and it wasn't a decoy. Right. They went to a child's house and did who knows yeah. what to them. So I understand why the show still isn't on. But it was amazing television because it did have this element of embarrassment and comedy and realness mm-hmm. and dark darkness to it. It was it was amazing. I, I loved it. Um, but anyway, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, it's my turn to tell you some fucked up shit. So stick around. All right, and we are back, friend. Please prepare yourself for my affirmative murder this week. So basically, the story I chose this week is um, with the uh, release of Centoya Brown being closer and closer every day. She's set to be released August 7th. She was granted clemency some point, I think, in January 2019. I thought that I would tell a story of the United States' first Centoya Brown. This is the story of Lena Baker. So Lena Baker was was born June 18th, 1900 to a family of sharecroppers and raised near cuthbert georgia her family which included three siblings moved to the county when she was a child as a youth she and her siblings all worked as uh, farm laborers she chopped cotton for a farm named uh, for a farmer named j.a cox you know, they all had crazy names like that. Oh, JR. Oh, that's that's uh JT uh, Morgan. Oh, that's uh YW. They they do the ones where it's you know, it's like AJ, TJ. Those are normal, but it's like that's XY Malcolmson. Like they just put two weird <laughs> ones together. Like just whatever your initials were. Uh. That's FE, whatever, you know. So that's wild. So she worked for as a cotton farmer in 1900. Slavery's abolished. They came up with this new thing called sharecropper, where it's like, you are getting a little bit of money, so it's like a job now. Mm. But you, it's it's still the same type of conditions. It's still terrible in 1900. You know, I, I watched a documentary, I think it was a Vice documentary, about a guy who was saying his grandfather was a slave, essentially. He was a sharecropper, but it was the same, he couldn't leave his mm. farm. And it, it was, this was like 1940. mm so that sharecropping shit. I'm sure there there were probably some situations where people made a lot of money doing sharecropping. You know, maybe were able to buy their land Which or is whatever a title. Huh? This is a better title for being better well. title. Is it's it's a job now. Now you're not uh, you're not working for free. You're not yeah. picking cotton for free. You're picking cotton for money now. But the conditions were still terrible. You were still under the you know the under the eye of a racist you know farm owner or whatever just some different word they all created business terms to make it on the up and up i'm sure sure something like that something ridiculous to where for you to buy whatever you're trying to buy your freedom pay the money back as your as an indentured servant whenever it is going to take you years to do and a lot of hard work but anyway so that's the world we're living in um it's 1900 by the 1940s baker was the was a mother of three children and worked as a maid to support her family. In 1944, Baker started working for Ernest Knight, an older white man who had broken his leg. He owned a grist mill, which is basically like a cereal mill. Like they, they, um, whatever you do, you know, run oats through the machine. They, mm-hmm. you know, they turn the plants into oats and grains mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, and upon sexually assaulting Lena multiple times, he would keep her there imprisoned for days at a time in near slavery. Knight's son and the townspeople disliked their relationship. Get that shit. You're being raped by a guy and also being judged by the townspeople. Like, oh, I don't don't approve of their interracial relationship and them having sex with each other. When you're being raped. So you have to deal with People, you know, giving you bad looks, probably putting their hands on you, calling you all kind of terrible names. Mm. And you're also being raped by a person. Yeah. So that's the, th- those are the two battles you're fighting. Like, it's not like you're dating a person and you're being, you're catching heat for your love of this person. It's like, no, I'm being sexually assaulted and then I'm being chastised for being sexually assaulted. Right. That's insane. Yeah. <sighs> this the story actually, um, gets me a little, it's a, it's, it, it makes me a little mad. Um... So he would keep her there in prison, basically. Um, one night in April, an argument between the two ensued, during which Knight threatened Baker with an iron bar. As she tried to escape, they struggled over his pistol, and she shot and killed him. Mm. She immediately reported the incident and said she had acted in self-defense. I wouldn't report a damn thing. I if they, it it, would, if they it had... would have been a waste of time. It's 1940. It, 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 it was, it oh, yeah,
0: would... but I wonder if they had visitors. I wonder if they had a lot of visitors there because I'd just been, I'd have been there
1: chilling. Visitors where?
0: Coming in to You know like People that have been there All the time Like oh They know that he has Oh to his uh, land Like to, yeah. his, to his mill Or whatever had, Yeah they know he has slaves Sure But for her, for her to kill well, him Well not
1: slaves Oh
0: uh, They are
1: uh, Slavers about What These is it are, called? You know uh Sharecroppers
0: Sharecroppers okay Knowing he has a sharecropper there Well the whole
1: town knew That he had a sexual relationship With this woman I'm, I don't know if they're You can't rape a okay. Negro uh-huh. I don't know if that's why They're like He's having sex With that negro girl and they probably, you know, said a little something a little harder yeah. than that. But I'm just saying though if she would've killed him, I would have just been chilling out in the house for a while. A little bit of freedom. Oh no. No. In nineteen forty four? No, because if you do that, you're fully um okay with a mob of people could come here and lynch me. This is different times, man. It's not the. It's not like, uh, oh, I killed him, and now I'm just wait here until the police come and put me gently in handcuffs and take me to prison, and I deal with the justice system. I mean, is a mob it, of I people mean... could come. It's Georgia in 1940. Luckily, she called the police. Cause yeah, this guy but... has a son. The son could have came, called some people, rallied some people up. Now they're on, you know, tied her to the back of a, you know, a, a, mm. a Ford car and drag her down a road. That yeah, is fully I get a possibility. That.
0: Yeah, and that's super brutal. But how much of a difference is that from you working in these crazy conditions, mm-hmm. picking cotton, not not getting paid shitty amount of money? Sure, getting raped probably daily. I mean, mm, yeah. Is that is it well, much is of the a gap I, between? This was
1: the argument I have about slavery. It's like I don't know how confident I am that. Knowing if it's let's say you were forced into a time machine, mm-hmm. you know, black people can't fuck around with time machines. You're forced into a time machine by an evil villain from mm-hmm. a, a, a Batman movie, and they send you back to slavery times. And You're on the boat, that you get time machined back to the boat, and you know where the ship's heading, right? You know what you're in store for. Do you jump off the boat and drown yourself? Yes, you do. Yep. You're confident that you would be able to kill yourself, yeah, knowing what's waiting for you. Yep, see, I said I could say that, but I don't know if I could do that. I don't know. I don't know. When you're in that moment, if you, can, like, if you know, if maybe you, I can get there to America and run, get with the Native American. If people, you, I mean, if you know what's ahead of you at the time, and then
0: you're in that time where you're on the boat, so you're in a, the beginning of this it's of slavery. Start, no time, no. And you're not, not no even, time, yeah. you're not even you're not even going to get out to this timeline from when it starts and ends.
1: Yeah, you're, if, you'll be dead long before slavery's over with. And I would just, just jump off. I, respect
0: that. I can't swim, so that
1: would you be know yeah, you you know you're committing suicide. Yep, that's it. <laughs>
0: Even if yes. I if I jump off
1: and like oh I made a mistake too late <laughs> yeah it's done. it's done I changed my mind oh well I'm, yeah I'm it's too dying. late at that point yeah I get yeah no I respect I, I respect that and I and I agree with you I just don't know it's it's one of those kind of things decision, I, yeah. to pull the trigger it's like, just like you trying to hold your breath and trying to yeah yeah it's, it's suffocate, suffocate yourself, yourself. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not gonna happen yeah it's you know so um but yeah so. She called the police immediately. That just shows the character of this woman. Wow. Is she She got into an, a, a, a dispute with a person. He was trying to rape her again or attack her with a, a metal pipe. And he had a gun. They fought over the gun. She got a hold of the gun, and she shot that guy in self-defense because she felt like her life was in danger. But it's 1940-something, so her life doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. So calling the police doesn't mean anything. Because now, check this out, she has to go deal with the criminal justice system, and if you think the criminal justice system is fucked up now, imagine being a black woman in 1944. Mm. So, check this shit out. Lena Baker was charged with capital murder and stood trial on August 14th, 1944. The trial was presided over by Judge William Two-Gun Worrell. What? He kept a a pair of pistols in view on his judicial bench right there. So, you know, I'm two pistols. That's how I get down. I have a nickname and I don't shoot any bull. You got some kind of stupid catchphrase or something probably like that. What do you go around saying? Two guns, two chains. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I got it. it. Uh, (laughs) Uh, At her trial, Baker testified that Knight forced her to go with him on the Saturday evening of April 29th. The town disliked their sexual relationship he was a rapist let's so this the idea of catching scrutiny from people about you being raped is this most disgusting thing like to be judged by people like uh why are they doing that with each other it's like he's raping me why are you people giving me side eyes i don't want him to. it's not we don't love each other yeah it's, it's insane um so uh yeah so the town disliked their sexual relationship and the county sheriff had warned her to stay away from knight or risk being sent to jail from being around this guy messing around that's how much they disliked, you know this interracial shit you know messing around like stay away from this guy who's employing you or we will send you to jail she got a warning from the county sheriff but she was afraid of knight's physical abuse so it's like you're caught in this fucked up yeah. in the middle of this fucking situation where you're from a small town, you work for this guy. He probably is the only business in town that, you know, is providing jobs and you you either have to distance yourself from him and and be in fear of him retaliating for you, you know, him him not getting to have sex with you anymore mm. or you let him keep doing that and possibly end up in jail because the county sheriff and the people of the town hate that you're being seen with this white man. Mm. What a fucked up position to be in. That's I don't it's it's like I don't want either of these things. I don't want either of these I just want to I just want to pick cotton (laughs) and get a check that's all I want to do so that's fucking gross and sad Uh, his son had also beat her on another occasion warning her to stay away from his father this Mm. guy Knight's uh, son so she had to deal with it's also you're getting beat, beaten by. Stay away from him. It's like I just want to work. I don't want to be with him. Mm. You know. So it's just it's just a lot. Baker said she got away from Knight that night and slept in the woods. As she returned to Cuthbert the next morning, Knight uh, cornered her, taking her to the grits mill to the grist mill and locking her in. Mm. When Knight returned, Baker told him she was leaving. According to Baker, they tussled over the pistol she shot him and then she immediately reported it to J A Cox the county coroner who had previously em- employed her so like i said she immediately called somebody and said listen something happened uh, this guy he attacked me and i shot him right. she didn't try to run she didn't try- cuz i mean it's different for black people i guess but you know this is 1940s you just go and stayed over and you might be good Not like, they, i didn't say your name They're something else yeah. you know and that's just, but she has three kids and you know oh she had a whole
0: family okay that's different then.
1: Uh, Pack wait. them up yeah. It's easy said to that. Exactly you know, Especially in the moment Like you just killed somebody And you know You might not see a way out Right then Right then and there Uh, But you got a family I wouldn't even turn myself in
0: I thought she's by herself But I she had a family It's like I'm not even I wouldn't even
1: That's not even no, thought You we know, gotta like go. get the kids and go Yeah You try to make a room for it I guess But she huh. was trying to be I think she thought Like he no, attacked me uh, He attacked me I this is what you do i i I didn't do anything wrong i was defending myself i'm guessing those those laws don't don't, those laws don't apply to to us especially not in 1944 you shot a white man he's dead now so that's you're done and is in danger too that's not a part of the story but okay good but yeah but yeah that's possible um the all-white all-male jury rejected baker's plea of self-defense and convicted her of capital murder by the end of the first day of the trial not surprised this charge carried an automatic death sentence in addition to the legal racial segregation imposed by the white dominated georgia legislature it had disenfranchised most blacks since the turn of the century which disqualified them from jury service which sounds a lot like the fucking gerrymandering that's going on in georgia and has been going on since the since 1944 and to now they just found new ways to fuck people out of their vote, and in this situation, they fucking rigged the system to where there was no black people on the jury. Mm. So you know you, that's not a jury of your peers. No. In a time where racism is at its height, right after slavery is over, there is no racial harmony at all, and you have to go in front of an all-white jury, and they and a lawyer's gonna tell them this black woman shot this old man with a broken this old white man with a broken leg. It's like, oh my god. And that's it. This negro and i'm using that, that I, you, we know what they said but we're not going to we're going to be classy but we know what they they didn't say negro that whole jury they were thinking one thing and it wasn't that. and that's that was her only shot at surviving was a jury of people who only saw a, a black person who shot an old white man with a broken leg no way who, you went who it. had the who had the decency to give her a job and let her work at his mill and had the had the nerve to be seen with her in public and 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 make love to her consensually how dare she do that that monkey so that's what that was her only line of uh defense and her her chance at survival was Mm -hmm. those people um so after baker's court appeal uh, after baker's court appointed counsel wl ferguson filed an appeal he dropped baker as a client so he filed an appeal and was like, oh, "Well, good luck. I don't know. I can't represent you anymore. It's a bad luck for me. You're going to lose." Damn. And dropped her as a client.
0: He, he probably didn't want to anyway. So he was court appointed.
1: Somebody had to do it. Oh, okay. You but know, I mean, he, drew he, the short straw. I was
0: say he's probably white, so he probably didn't want. To he do definitely it was white. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You can't be a lawyer in 1944. <laughs> 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 a Negro, being a lawyer? No. Uh, Governor Ellis Arnall granted Baker a 60-day reprieve so that the Board of Pardons and Parole could review the case. But in January 1944, 1945, it denied Baker clemency. She was transferred to Georgia State Prison at Reedsville on February 23rd, 1945. Baker was executed on March 5th, 1945. So they mm. Im- immediately executed her. Huh? Oh, they know they give her an electric chair. Oh, um, her her last words were what i done. I did in self-defense or I would have been killed myself. Where I was, I could not overcome it. God has forgiven me. I have nothing against anyone. I picked cotton for for Mr. Pritchett, and he has been good to me. I am ready to go. I am one in the number. I am ready to meet my God. I have a very strong conscience. And that was the last thing she said.
0: Did she mean he's good to her other than raping?
1: Well, that wasn't... Mr. Pritchett isn't the guy. I think that was just some she had a person that oh, she had worked oh, for at some point a, oh, okay. who was good to her oh, okay. and this guy Knight wasn't uh, she was buried in, in an unmarked grave behind Mount Vernon Baptist Church where she had sung in the choir and in the year 1999 uh, that church pulled the money I don't know why it took so long but they pulled the money together and they got her a, a headstone with her name on it and it marked her grave and in the, the ceremonial doing of that there were two and what when was this Nineteen ninety-eight. It's like forty years. Yeah, fifty years. 50, 50, 50 more than forty. Yeah, nineteen forty-five. She was executed and put in a marked grave. Maybe they didn't know she was. I don't know. I don't. I didn't get all the details Jeez. on that. But they they gave her. They got her a headstone. Must it's be a, a family guy. member or something. Yeah, yeah, it was. Okay. Um. Well, no, it was the congregation of the church that she was buried behind. Oh, okay. But her family does come into play in the next part. But mm. anyway, they put a headstone there, and then from that. Uh, two articles were written about it and that started to kind of gain traction and the story started to get some attention and people were like, what happened? This girl, this woman was murdered, for was executed? Oh, she, are these her kids? Or is he no. Is no, so, yeah, Nothing comes up with the kids? No, no, not, not, it, yet. not, yet, he, not yet. Not yet. Oh. But in 1998, it kind of started the traction of who is this woman. Oh, you know, I thought it was done. I'm who, who, okay. is, who is Lena Baker? A couple of articles came out. People were like, wait, what happened? She was executed, but a guy raped her and it was self-defense. Hmm. And then, uh, So then in 2003, descendants of Baker's family began to mark the anniversary of her death and Mother's Day at her graveside. That year, Baker's grandnephew, Roosevelt Curry, requested an official pardon from the state aided by Georgia by Georgia based prison advocacy group, the Prison and Jail Project. And in 2005, the parole board granted Baker a full and unconditional pardon. This is kind of like that good vibe story we did about that woman who got ran out of that college and then she was like 80 years old and they said hey uh here's a degree oh yeah an honorary mm-hmm. degree this woman getting a pardon 60 years after she's been dead is
0: i think it's is, kind of pointless i don't understand i guess it, you it, know do, it goes
1: do. in the books the family gets to go yeah that it's more no, symbolic no. It, it, it is pointless you know as far as physically meaning anything but the symbolism to the family, it might it might mean a lot to them. But it it I feel like it's a lot of you know that dude Mitch McConnell he he's a he's like the Speaker of the House and he um, somebody asked him a question about racism and he said America's paid for the sin of racism um, because we elected a black president and oh, that's see, what the, that's that, recently right that was like last week yeah <laughs> this is a crazy world but my point is that was Georgia saying. We are we're not racist anymore. Look, we've that we cleared that up. So that's it's it's like a bargaining chip. Yeah, and that's what people are gonna try to use Obama's presidency as. Mm-hmm. And, and people that do that are disgusting. You should be we should be forgiven for yeah, We should, should be forgiven for slavery and racism in this country. Look, Barack Obama was black, so like it's all good now. Didn't they say that about when when African Americans were free? Sure, I'm sure they said it a lot of times. I'm sure they said that's it. Nuts. Yeah, I'm sure they said it a lot of times, Fran. But anyway. Uh yeah so she was gla- she was granted a full unconditional pardon in 2005 and commentators have suggested that uh in 1945 that if the board of uh, pardons and paroles had lowered her charges to voluntary manslaughter that only that which only carried an average of 15 years sentence which which carried only an average of a 15 year sentence that probably would have saved her life. Hmm. Do you think that, uh, commentators, do you think that if they would have done the right thing that her life she'd still be, or she would have lived a full life? I don't know. That's, that's a good, uh, observation you made. Yeah, maybe if they would have done that. Who knows? Um. That's too late to bring something like that. But, what? like, it's just such a stupid thing to say. Like, well, maybe, you know, I mean, if if, if OJ didn't have a knife that night, you know, and Nicole Brown Simpson, he, she, and Ron Goldman would still be alive. It's like, yeah, I, yeah, sure. Thanks for that, uh, insightful, if- uh, observation you just made Uh, I don't know that story just makes me really mad I I think that but um, like I said um, I kind of dubbed her it's not like I read an article or anything like that I kind of dubbed her the first Centoya Brown because I saw a lot of similarities in the Centoya Brown case with this of a self defense situation it's like Centoya Brown did shoot a person but she was under under duress according to her Mm. it was a terrible situation the guy was having sex with a minor that's rape you know, whether he was nice and got her Sonic or whatever, it's statutory rape. I don't know what happened after that. Um, fortunately for Centuria Brown, she lives in a better legal system than than this woman did. And she wasn't just given the death penalty. Um, um, Lena Baker wasn't as fortunate. She was murdered for defending herself against rape. Um, that was my affirmative murder this week. Uh no riddle this week what we're going to do instead before we leave is we're going to just do a little suggestions corner I've, I've i've stumbled upon some really cool media this week and i want to tell people about it and 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 inform people um on the way out and uh so what i want to say is podcast i started listening to the pat down starring one miss pat this is a very politically incorrect show miss pat is just as ghetto as she can be but she is a hilarious woman from uh, atlanta georgia um and her and her co-host just kind of talk about current events and her insane life she might be one of the only books that i read uh in the near future if i if i do read her book her um she has a memoir about her life story, which is insane. Miss Pat, the Pat Down, great podcast. Uh, I recently just started binge watching the first season of Killing Eve, uh, um, starring Sandra O oh from that show, Grey's Anatomy. That sh- this show is nuts, friend. Killing Eve is about this woman who is a sociopathic assassin. And the woman, Sandra O oh from, um, from Grey's Anatomy, is a, like a detective. And she's trying to find this serial killer who's been killing all these people. Wait, what's the main lady from Grey's Anatomy? The Asian lady. Okay, I got you. Yes. Um, And so, but they end up, I'm not, I haven't watched the whole first season, but they end up finding out that each one knows who each one is. So Sandra O is trying to solve the case and catch this woman. But this woman also now wants to kill Sandra O oh because she knows what she looks like because they ran across each other one night when, when the assassin woman was murdering somebody. Okay,
0: I'm sorry. What was this?
1: This is on BBC America, um, oh. but I, I bought the first season on iTunes because I don't have BBC America. I don't have that channel. But the second... No, I, I'm wrong. The second season I can watch. The first season I have to buy each episode with my cable service provider. So I guess the first season isn't on demand. But the second season is so i could i'm not gonna buy each one individually on comcast mm-hmm. so i just went on itunes and bought the whole season and now i'm watching i'm binge watching that right now and as far as music i've been getting my 14 year old girl right now a uh, 14 year old girl on right now i've been listening to a lot of billy eilish and i've been listening to this band called girl pool it is very moody music it makes me feel like um i don't want to talk to anybody and nobody understands me and it's great um, those are my suggestions to anybody out there. So like I said, The Pat Down, Miss Pat, Killing Eve. I might be late on that, but it's a great show so far. And, you know, if you're a 14-year-old girl or sometimes you wake up and you feel like a 14-year-old girl, listen to some Billie Eilish and some Girlpool. Those will make you feel like, you know, you know they'll never understand you and they just don't get where you're going through and, you know, don't talk to me. Those are my suggestions. That was Suggestion Corner for me. friend. you got any suggestions you want to make?
0: Yeah, um... I recently saw the movie uh, with Adam Sandler and uh, Jennifer Aniston. Was that on Mystery Netflix. Night? Or yeah, Mystery, Mystery Murder or something like that. Okay. I just tried to find it real quick, but I can't. I think um, it's Murder Mystery, I think it was called. That's what it's called?
1: Okay. I believe, I'm not sure. But it is on is Netflix. It good? I haven't seen it. Yeah, it is good. It is good. I thought it. Adam Sandler's been kind of missing the last couple of years. Uh, his movies, I haven't loved, didn't love Jack and Jill. Wasn't my wasn't my favorite movie.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's only one movie, right?
1: it was more than one movie but we I love Adam Sandler you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> alright shit alright but yeah I did I tried to pull it up but it won't my internet won't be here. but anyway that that was a good movie it's on Netflix and um Serial Killers Podcast oh that was one of the first podcasts I listened to when I first started getting into podcasts just in general uh huh um the first episode I heard on there that was that's how I found out about the Scarborough Rapists okay um they do reenact they reenact the whole oh, thing oh okay on wow the podcast okay. So it's it's, it's it's pretty cool. It's crazy. Yeah. So, um serial killers, that's what it's called. Check that out. Um and they have I don't know if you guys heard of this, I don't know if you heard of this. They have a monthly subscription um thing you can get. It's called to Hunt a killer. You I think it. I've seen the ads for that yeah, on like, Facebook. Okay. So. I had it for i had it for a while but um I canceled it because I don't have the time. Yeah. So I started to but it is pretty cool. You subscribe to it, pay uh-huh. it monthly and then they send you a box every month of clues and you have to use those clues to find a serial killer.
1: Oh, like so you solve it? You can solve it.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. So, wow. So I mean, there's many episodes. Um, so yeah. So oh, is this says,
1: attached to the serial killer podcast? No, 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 oh, no. Okay. But they do
0: advertise it on the serial killer oh, okay. podcast. Okay. But that's okay. That's how I found out about it. Okay. And I delivered to the place where the the um what you call it the uh the, the subscriptions uh, go out. Or... Yeah. Wherever they mail them out from, I used to deliver it. I was like, I was like, you know, I went and I was like, are you guys? i like, I heard about you guys on the podcast. And yeah. Was like, yeah. they... Subscription package—they put all these clues and stuff. We did it one time. You get a newspaper, you get like a paper cup, oh. you get some crazy shit. Oh wow, so you get a little
1: bit of swag in there. Yeah, you oh, and okay. it's
0: not it ain't easy. You gotta really sit there. And, yeah, you gotta really. It's crazy. They, they, they get a, you get a hundred killer notebook, get a pen, you get a whole bunch of little cool shit. But other than that, that's when you first start. But other
1: than that, you're people—you're not crazy. There's I don't know. There's a uh, somebody was murdered on my street or something. I don't <laughs> know it's it's yeah, but other than that, you get the
0: clues every month, and
1: then you got to figure it out. It's very time consuming. Okay. But, but, it, but, but if you're into true crime... If you're crime, into it like then, that, yeah,
0: yeah. which many are on a page, it seems sure. like
1: yeah. I think you should try it out. Hunter killer? Hunt killer? To yep. Hunt Killer, yeah. To hunter Killer. Okay, oh, so, yep. so, to, so to Hunt a Killer, yep. check out Murder Mystery. So it's hunterkiller.com You can go to the website. HunterKiller.com. You yep. recommend uh, Murder Mystery? Yeah. Okay, cool. And the Serial Killers and Podcast. And Serial Killers Podcast. Yep. Okay, cool. All right, well, that's all we got as far as the suggestions corner. Uh, again, uh, if you're listening to this fresh, it's Monday. If not, it's still... You know, post-release of this, I am also featuring on uh, Rewind the Love podcast starring Sonya and Mike, a couple of great people. Well, we had a really good time. I, I'm, I'm really excited for people to hear that. I, I think it was a pretty hilarious um, episode, and it was fun to just not be depressed at the end of <laughs> recording an episode from talking about gruesome, terrible things. So I you know, recommend if you need a palate cleanser from listening to the Serial Killers podcast, listening to this podcast, you know, uh, I don't know maybe your kid said something mean to you and you just want to have a laugh, go uh, download Rewind the Love. Listen to all the episodes, but I am featuring on the most recent episode, the beginning of the second season, The Flavor of Love, Breakdown. So go listen to that. Go rate and review Mike and Sonya. They have a great podcast they're doing over there. And that's all I got. friend. you got anything else? Nope. All right. Well, then we'll see you guys next week. Stay safe, you know, and and, uh, stay cool and stay hydrated and, you know, catch you guys next time. Jesus.